All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of the Football Lab Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Corey, joined as always by Jared. Uh, Jared, bowl season, this college football season is almost done. Yep, we're down to the final game. Um, it's been a, it's been a hell of a ride, man. It's been one of the craziest seasons uh, of my entire life. I don't. It's definitely, it's definitely got to be the one. Uh, it's great for me because George is in the national championship, despite their best efforts in the SEC championship game. But it's, uh, it's, it's wild, man. Yeah, crazy season. Uh, and then you got teams canceling bowl games, and uh, I mean, it's just, just a wild year, man, just from start to finish. Yeah, COVID round three. It's crazy. Um, the second round of Portal Ocalypse has begun. Uh, this is kind of when you get three windows right after the season ends, right after the bowl games end, and then after spring practice. Yeah, it, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really crazy to me. Um, I mean, it's just essentially, it's just free agency now. I mean, I mean you get the, you your one free transfer. And, I mean, everybody's using it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now here's the thing. Does each player get one, or is this the only year to do it? No, no, no. I think, I think they changed the rules to where everybody can just transfer once for free now. That's what it seems like. Yeah. This isn't like this isn't the same thing as last year where there was, like, special COVID rules. Yeah. And I guess my other question is, what happens, like, okay, let's say we have a player transfer, and they are very unhappy with their destination. Can they tr- attempt to transfer, and then like the old rules go into effect, where you have to sit out a year? Dude, or, I don't know. Or you can petition it, because uh, that's what most. I mean, you always do. have situations like, oh god, like Brew McCoy, the guy who like, signed with USC, then went to Texas and ended up transferring back to USC. Uh, how he got approval for all that stuff, and we can't get Gary Nussmeier's redshirt weighed for one game. I, I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I, I <laughs> there's there is a whole lot of I, I guess the one I think about is like Justin Fields transferred right. to Ohio State, got immediate eligibility. Uh, Cade Mays transferred to Tennessee, and that went back and forth, but he eventually got it, but he had to fight for it. Uh, well, Luke, there was like a tight end from Illinois who transferred to be closer, or he transferred to Illinois. From Georgia, yeah, Luke. just like a grind, dying grandparent, and the NCAA says, "Nope, it's outside of like seventy miles, so we're going to deny it." Like that's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't understand that because <laughs> where he went was actually closer than where Justin Fields went, right? <laughs> and he had a legit reason he didn't get it. And then Cade Mays, his reason was he just wanted to play with his brother. Like it's essentially what it boiled down to. But they used that they had a grievance with Georgia. Because his right. dad sued somebody, the university. Yeah, I lost a pinky. Yeah, his dad lost a pinky in a Georgia lawn chair, which dude, no what one. What a wild injury! <laughs> well, dude, he's like. Wait, dude, are are y'all's folding chairs made out of knives in Georgia? Dude, he's four hundred pounds, and it's probably made for a lot less than that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, now I see what happened. Good God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> he grabbed hold of that, just sat down, and just oh, wow, dude, that thing. Just cigar, <laughs> just, just cigar chopped it right oh, off the dude. end. <laughs> uh, that's incredible. Uh, uh, so I saw this stat the other day. I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, 
so far since players that have entered the transport portal since eight one twenty one, only twenty seven percent have found a new team. Uh, this is like a couple weeks old, so I'm not sure how accurate it is. And then three point five percent withdrew their names, so you have seventy percent that are still looking for scholarships. Wow. Well, it's it's yeah. I feel like after the championship game, and then after spring, uh, it's gonna get. I, I say it's gonna get wild for Georgia and Alabama after the championship game, but spring is gonna be the last one. Um, where do you think these players end up going? I mean, well, I think you'll see so a lot many. of movement now that bowl games are over with, especially you know, or late signing days coming up too. I think you'll see a lot of movement late signing day. You'll see a lot of players. Because, I mean, LSU's up to transfer players. I mean, we're often like everyone that puts their name in the transfer portal. Yeah, I mean, well, y'all are kind of in a situation <laughs> where you need to. I mean, we're in Michigan State situation last year. We got to refill the entire roster. We had but, 39 players for a bowl game. But I will say with the guy that you've got at the helm now, I mean, can you imagine, like, I know there's Dude, love Bill for Coach son, Brian Polian, he is throwing out offers like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, can you imagine if Ed Ed O'Drum was still like in this same situation, trying to write? He would every every he talked to every offensive player and asked him, "Do they know how to run the Joe Brady system?" <laughs> that's his only criteria. Yeah, I. Uh, it's it's. I, I keep I, I really don't know what to say about it because this is unprecedented. It's never happened like this before. Usually, like every couple of seasons, you would have some crazy guy leave a program. I mean, like one of the first big names to ever do it was Russell Wilson. Yeah. And what was that? Two thousand. Oh, that's forever ago. Eight. That's when uh, football games were still standard definition. <laughs> yeah, before the future arrived. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Caleb Williams, Mario Williams. I mean, just the, it's it's insane the well, number of play, like the number of big players that have entered the transfer portal. And not only big players, but Oklahoma went from like conference dominant powerhouse, blue blood, whatever you want to give them all the acc- accolades. They are gutted, and I don't I don't know what the future holds for them, especially rolling into the SEC. It does not. I would much rather. I never thought I would have said this beginning of the year, coming in. If you said at the beginning of the season, who would you rather be, you know, either on the team or head coach of between Oklahoma and Texas, I'd have said Oklahoma by a mile. And now, sitting here today, five days in to January 2022, I'd pick Texas 100%. I don't know, dude. They still lost to Kansas. I know they lost to Kansas, but... I get what you're saying. It, it, uh, it I mean, there's a lot of teams getting gutted. I mean, LSU's gutted. Um... I mean, Billy Napier has gutted ULL. Uh, yeah, he took... That's he, what I was talking about, but he ripped the heart out of ULL. Yeah, and I know you went over this a couple of episodes in a row, I believe. Um, basically, just all the crap that Brian Kelly's got for who he has brought from Notre Dame. Nobody's yeah. talking about these other coaches who have done far more. I mean, Leakin got a lot of shit. Well, Lincoln and, got shit just for the way he I mean, did it. I mean, ULL fans are turning on Napier. I've seen a lot of ULL fans that were huge Napier supporters that are now like, you're ULL, man. Like, what do you expect? Right. I mean, that's that's the that's one of the issues. Actually, dude, if Billy Napier wants to build Florida up with a bunch of Sun Belt players, go for it, man. 
Yeah, you know what you told me the other day about he is like prepping to recruit the crap out of Louisiana. I was just like, I am very surprised. Now we'll say he did get um, that safety from us, Wilson. Yeah, that was a money thing. Uh, yeah, but I just never saw that coming. That never once was mentioned him wanting to go to Florida. And I mean, he was he was supposed to come visit LSU when they had like their weekend. Um, like right before early signing day, but didn't. Yeah. That the, Florida uh, money got to him. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's money. I mean, I know we went back and forth about it over text message about schools paying players, which is illegal to do. But they're setting up LLCs. The boosters are just offering these kids. Well, you I saw mean, the thing I said you about Texas A&M. Yeah. I mean, they're they talking have a, They about have it. a liaison. The liaison talks to the coach, staff. Coach, staff tells them who they want. The liaison goes to the business people. They set up LLCs. There's supposedly con- like multi-year contracts for these players. Like, I mean, it, they're running an NFL program over a college station. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. And, and I would guarantee you that uh, Georgia, Florida, uh, Alabama – well, I don't know about Florida, but th- there's, quite, uh, there's quite a few schools right now who are already – Ohio, Ohio, Ohio State, State USC. You want, USC yeah, is USC's probably doing it now. Uh, and here's the thing. Texas, US, I mean, Texas is 150 grand if you're an offensive lineman. Just yeah. to start. I would say one of the few schools that probably has a ton of money that's probably not going to be doing it is Notre Dame. And I feel like that's just a whole – I don't know exactly. I don't know, man. They are very different than any other college program. And I think in this day and age, it's going to be Notre Dame's downfall. I think it'll – I mean, Notre it's Dame my, will get to the point where they won't – it won't be as much money as everybody else. They're going to have to start doing something. They, they are. The days of not doing anything are over. Yeah. I mean, and who's, I mean, let's be real. The status quo was players were getting money. I mean, just last year. Well, it wasn't, and it wasn't necessarily going directly to the players. It was going to a father or an aunt or, or yes. someone, his uncle, you know, like somebody was getting paid like along the way. Well, before and you're I, just, you're just yeah. flat out just signing kids to contracts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the rumor going around on Twitter is that Georgia and Ohio State are in a bidding war for Caleb Williams. And I don't know how true this is because this is coming from a Brockemeyer. So, that, I mean, that's a Texas le- you know, legacy right there. He's claiming that Georgia just flat out offered Caleb Williams $2.5 million just at, with NIL to go on top of it. Now, obviously going through the same procedures that we just said, but just to shorten all that up, essentially, Georgia offered him that money. I don't know if that's true or not, but holy cow, you're going to have 18, 19-year-old kids, millions of dollars. I mean, this is the beginning. Dude, inflation's a bitch, huh? <laughs> Ten years ago, it only cost Cam, it only cost you 250 grand to win a national championship. Boy. I got to be $2.5 million just to hope you win a national championship. I would be absolutely fascinated to see what the recruiting budget was at Georgia 15 years ago. Probably like thirty bucks. Go like go into the heart, thirty bucks, to the heart of the Mark Rick era, like when he was still at his prime, and you didn't know whether it was going. Dude, one think way about or the like other. think like, about thirty years ago. Think literally about nineteen ninety two. What do you think recruiting budget was for a top five program back then? If you told me it was less than a hundred thousand dollars, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Dude, definitely. I mean, and I could see it. I mean, if you told me it was between fifty and sixty grand, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I could see that. 
Yeah, and now it's you know millions of dollars. I mean, Georgia's just right out in the open at three point five million. Shit, dude, that's one and a half Caleb Williams. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's insane. This is just a new time and a new place. I mean, and and you know it has to be insane because it is national championship week, and we ain't even talked about the game like at all, and we will. But there's so usually, much other stuff to talk about besides the national championship. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there, but what I mean is I just feel like uh, over the past two decades, up until, you know, COVID, what would you talk about? What big news? Coaches going places? That's really what it would be. Coaches changes. Um, well, back in the day, I mean, you hadn't had signing day yet, so it would, no. be, it would be signing day. You'd be talking about that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's not a whole lot you'd be talking about outside of the game. Right. And uh, now, I mean, this is, I mean, this is moving to me. This is moving well beyond the level of semi-pro. Like this is like a professional football league. That's to a top get, for sure. To get to a professional football league, dude, Texas is probably going to sign four of the top five recruits. Dude, they were they were breaking down their recruiting class. It's insane. It, it, there's they got like fifteen in the top one ten. There's nothing. There's nothing like it. Yeah, 15. 15 in the top 110. And the Bama's the only other team with multiple five stars, and they had 13 in the top. Uh, It's insane. Georgia has nine. I think we've got like three. Well, they were talking about the out of, of, I forget how many um, five stars there are even playing currently this season. I think it was something like 85% of them are in the SEC. Yeah, makes sense. Like, Georgia has more five stars on their team than the entire Pac-12. That blows my mind. (laughs) I mean, but Georgia, I mean, they have five coming in right now, possibly six. We have none because all of ours are transferred. Yeah, we have five, five five stars and 14 four stars. Bama has three five stars. Texas A&M has six. That's I mean, insane. that's three SEC SEC teams right there, and that's what, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14 five stars are going to one conference. I don't know. LSU's got at least one. Uh, LSU does have one. Let's see. Kentucky has one. Missouri has one. LSU yeah, has two. Yeah, they got that two. wide receiver. Oh, is uh, both Will Campbell and Walker Howard both still five stars? Yep, and then Florida's got one. Is Jacoby Matthews still a five-star? Uh, let me look for you. Your two five-stars are Will Campbell and Walker Howard. He's not committed to us. Um, He's undecided. You got two You got two transfers, though, Slade Roy and Miles Frazier. Slade, you want to hear something funny? Uh, rumor is our long snapper was having great issues and may not be, may, may not be back next year, so we took a portal long snapper. <laughs> I see that. Slade Roy. Slade Roy. Great name. <laughs> Fantastic name. But he's a long snapper. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That is hilarious. Well, hey, whatever you got to do, right? I, I mean, we got spots. Might as well use them. Yeah. I mean, and y'all, and here's the thing. I don't know at what grade differentiates between a four and a five star. Because, I mean, you You're got splitting some, hairs at that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm looking at your top three four stars and you got a 96 95 94 
and that's a D lineman, a corner, and an interior offensive lineman. So, I mean, yeah, I bet you on one site they're five stars, another they're four. Well, Emory, they, I know exactly what interior offensive lineman talking about. Emory Jones. Yeah. He, uh, he was at the, I think it was Under Armour, whichever one was this past weekend. He dominated. Oh, so he climbed? I mean, I don't know. I heard his name come up. Uh, There were a couple names that came up, and one of them was uh, the cat that went to to Florida. Uh, Wilson? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kamari Wilson. Yep. Apparently he done. Coaching side of things, um, there's some rumors that uh, UCLA might be making a move. So Chip Kelly might be out. Really? Why would they do that now? Because on January 15th, something happens with this buyout where it either goes down to zero or it goes down to like $1.5 million, So they can get rid of it for cheap. But would you want to, though? If you think you can get Lane Kiffin. Well, I guess with Dylan Gabriel going the other way. I mean, as soon as Caleb Williams said, I don't think I'm staying, Dylan Gabriel was like, I'll take your spot. I know, right? Immediately, dude. Immediately. That's why, like, they still keep talking about Caleb Williams as keeping Oklahoma as an option. I'm like, well, Dylan Gabriel coming in, that kind of tells me that he's just saying that. They don't expect them back. No. They don't think he's staying. I mean, because Caleb Williams is going to start if he were to come back. Lane Kiffin and Caleb Williams both go to UCLA. That'd be wild. Control the hell out of Lincoln Riley. (laughs) <laughs> That'd be the greatest troll job in history. Yeah, uh, that that does seem like a Lane Kiffin 101. Right I would there. be a Caleb Williams fan for life if he did that. <laughs> I can see him doing that. Uh, and a, another coaching rumor: Harbaugh might be looking to go back to the pros. I saw that. I, do you think that has legs? It just—it's hard you, for me to it believe. Sa- I mean, from what it sounds like, I mean, him to the Raiders might be a done deal. There's a part of me that hopes not. I, I hope would... so, just for the memes. Because that would be that'd be the ultimate, like, craziest coaching move. Not craziest. It'd be, I mean, you're talking about a playoff team coach leaving. Yeah. Which I mean, these these coaches are getting paid NFL coach money now. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to if you like recruiting or not. Uh, that's true, and and. You know, you've got guys like uh, Dan Mullen, who is—he's a good coach. But he's a terrible recruiter, and, and then you got guys like Ed, who's a terrible coach but a great recruiter. Yeah, and there's there is a happy medium in there somewhere, and that's where Kirby Smart comes in. Uh, I don't know. well, I mean, he's a great pretty recruiter. Good recruiter. He's an, okay, he's an coach. okay coach. So yeah, he kind of checks out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I know there's probably a lot of dogs fans that would hear me say that. And it'd probably be split 50-50 on who agrees with me and who, you know, gets pissed off that I say that. But, I mean, I went to the LSU-Georgia game a couple years ago with you. We saw firsthand some of the dumbest coaching I've that ever seen. Point. That fake punt. was so far beyond. There was a fake field goal and a fake punt, and they both were so bad. It was hard to conceptualize. Dude, they went he, through he, with something it. about that tiger, that Death Valley grass. You get on there, you start pulling all the trick plays. <laughs> Just because the, the spirit of the matter, Matt Hatter still runs wild at LSU. <laughs> yeah, it, it possessed Kirby that day. You know, <laughs> he's ran exactly like one fake kick since then, and it worked. 
He Dude, LSU used to the craziest ones all the time. I'm pretty sure he so great. did it in the Peach Bowl last year against Cincy. <laughs> That'd be the, that's the one thing I miss about the Les Miles tenure is the fake uh, fake special team plays. Hey, they were good, too. They worked every time. I don't think we had yeah. one fail. <laughs> Dude, uh, so, this, yeah, the coach carousel might not be done yet, man. That That's kind of wild to me. Um, I guess the reason I say I'd hate to see Harbaugh leave is just all of – the angst and everything that he's went through to finally have this season. He's kind of like the hero because he played, he was kind of a superstar at Michigan when he played there. And he's been a subpar coach up until this year. And basically. He's done okay for Michigan. I mean, mean, his biggest issue is not beating Ohio State. He's done okay. He's beat Ohio State. He's done okay if he coached at Michigan State or Illinois. Or God, you say that, he, but their records aren't that bad. No, Let's no, be no, realistic. Is Michigan going to be a top four team every year? Probably not. But every yeah. year, every once in a while, they can get a class like LSU. LSU's not a top five team every year, but every once in a while, they can put a, a group together and be competitive. Yeah, I, I guess the thing is, you're measured at Michigan by beating, you know, Michigan State, Ohio State, stuff like that, and he just wasn't doing it. And yeah, his finally, record against Michigan State's not great. I mean, they got screwed this year, but yeah, they did that. That that sack, strip that should, sack. That, that's a touchdown. That's a touchdown. That's a fumble sure. at the least. Um, but yeah, that's just my opinion. I was kind of hoping to see Harbaugh continue just with everything they've got. I know they're going to be losing guys, but he he's really starting to put together some recruiting classes. He's starting to do something there. And he went out and hired those two young coordinators and it's paying off. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got the talent coming in. I think they've got a better quarterback behind. I think uh, yeah. McCarthy's better than McNamara, but we'll see. I mean, you can't blame him if he goes to the NFL. That's obviously it's going to be a sick gig if he gets a Vegas, <laughs> the Raiders job. I don't know. I don't think Harbaugh would like Vegas, really. I don't think so either, but. Um, who would be the best coach to coach in Vegas? Who would be the best coach to coach yeah, in just Vegas? Pure, just pure fit. I, I think he just got fired. To be honest with you, really? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know hey, why. Kingsbury in Vegas would kill it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he would. I guess. It, I'm just trying to think. Not of just like talking that. about on the field results. I'm just talking about just pure like entertainment purpose. Cliff Kingsbury. Or Ed Orgeron. Put Ed Orgeron in Vegas. Right, there you go, baby. Ed Orgeron in Vegas is everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough water, Fred. <laughs> He'd be going down to to the lake and be like, oh, there ain't, ain't nothing down in here. It's too, it's, the water's too low. <laughs> all right, so where does Caleb Williams go? Uh, You know, I've been seeing all the rumors, and, of course, I've got this, like, pie in the sky like he's going to come to Georgia but bring myself back down to reality I think he's going to go to USC I think what, him and Kiffin both go to UCLA you think so Fuck that would be do, why not? I think Occam's Razor uh, applies here and I think USC is the answer but if he doesn't come to Georgia God would I love to see Lane Kiffin and him both at UCLA that would be one Dude, of the greatest things so ever great. It'd be so great. Just everything that, <laughs> just everything Lincoln Riley was running from, 
comes home <laughs> to the Pac-12. Chases, chases him, him down, down to, his, to his town. <laughs> chases him down to the other side of L.A. and just beats the dog shit out of him. <laughs> just builds a giant statue just looking at the campus. Oh, that would be so... That'd be everything. That'd be everything. Uh, Lane Kiffin would be a legend. <laughs> he a would. Semi, a certified legend. He would, man. He would. Um, but, okay. <clears throat> so, the second part to this. Let's say he does go to an Ohio State or Georgia or uh, USC. The ripple effect that's going to occur pretty much no matter where he goes. Because anywhere he goes, you're going to see quarterback rooms empty. I think. Uh, uh, I, think, I mean, it depends on where he goes. I mean, USC doesn't really have a quarterback room. Well, they've got uh, Jackson Dart coming in. I yeah, think but I mean, I think Jackson Dart change. sits for a year or two. Two. Uh, I mean, I yeah, he could, but I could also see him going somewhere else immediately. Like him and Lane Kiffin go to UCLA. That's what. You, so that's what you're going to stick with. Yeah. Every every no, no no. I'm just saying, like any quarterback that leaves, him and him and Lane Kiffin are going to UCLA. I would say that would be the shortest ripple effect. Like if he goes to USC, then Dart probably does do something like that. If Kiffin goes to UCLA, but if he comes to Georgia, I'm pretty sure everyone is leaving. Uh, JT Daniels, Brock Vandergriff, uh, Carson Beck. Uh, don't know about Stetson. Will probably come back. He, he he'll be there. Where else uh, is he going to go, Jared? Who else takes Stetson? Uh, I mean, no there's one. plenty of schools that would take him, just not mm. at the level. I don't think is. so. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, I, we're you got to scale it down though. Like, yeah, Troy would probably take him, but yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> he he'd probably do great at um. Dude, he'd kill in the well, mountain. Well, well, Tulane, he'd do great at Tulane. <laughs> yeah, probably so. I mean, I think there's schools out there who take him, just none that are competing for a national title. Right. Um, but I I would assume J T Daniels would transfer. I'm pretty sure Carson Beck's transferring regardless of what happens. Is LSU um, hiring his wide receiver coach? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what we that's what we think's going on, but I didn't know if you if your side was saying the same thing. Uh, that's what we've been hearing. Uh, I don't know if it's gone through yet. I just assume that that's happening. Um, okay. It's gonna, be like our, a, it's gonna be like a Denbrock thing where as soon as like three hours after Cincinnati's game is over, it's like all right, he's gonna be the OC at LSU. Yeah, yeah. I, I think our biggest worry is keeping uh, the defensive guys in place. Dude, I mean, unless they just don't like Kirby or Muschamp, just stick it out for a couple more years and you'll be a head coach. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And I think those coaches there, for the most part, unless they're a position coach, like if they're a tenured position coach, um, yeah, sure. I think they're willing to stick it out. But if you're like a young guy, this is your first or second year, whatever. I mean, I could see him taking a job and leaving. I, it sucks that our wide receiver coach left, but he almost got fired a couple of years ago. That's uh, how we like him. Well, he almost got fired, and I think it was because of his recruiting. It wasn't his coaching. Um, but that has since changed, obviously, because we brought in quite a bit of wide receiver talent over the last Pretty, few years. He's from Louisiana, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so he'll. Let me tell you something. Dudes from Louisiana have no trouble recruiting wide receivers from Louisiana. Yeah, you don't. Y'all always have them. We never yep. have them. I we, mean, we've just got wide receivers for days. I just, I guess my big hope is the reason we pull like a big quarterback. Uh, I know we've got Gunnar Stockton coming in. 
but I just feel like that's what Georgia needs. Like we need to have an uncontested like dude at the quarterback position to help revitalize the wide receiver position. Cause we got running backs, we got tight ends, we got George Pickens. He's going I mean, after this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if he comes back, I will be so surprised. That's I don't see why it would. He's a first round pick. Easy. Not after um, tearing his ACL. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you want to cover this last bit? Uh, yeah, we we we've kind of beat it into the ground. Just saying that NIL and transfer portal are out of control. Uh, but that's what we've been talking about this whole time. Yep. All right. So welcome to this week's edition of Jared has no idea what to expect, and Corey is moving on to the Kelly area. Yeah, I uh, my headline is that for a reason because the last two games have been the Jekyll and Hyde of Georgia. I mean, Georgia has been the dominant team of the entire 2021 season, except for the SEC championship game against Alabama where they killed us. They beat the, the fool out of us. And we couldn't stop them. We couldn't do anything. Um, and then we turned right around. And everybody's saying that this Georgia-Michigan game is like two teams looking at each other in the mirror. It's going to be a super close game. And then Georgia comes out and absolutely body bags Michigan. I mean, the Michigan players, I think Kirk Herbstreet said it best. They they were kind of shook by how big and how fast Georgia was because there are several videos coming out of Dax Hill getting absolutely bulldozed by George Pickett. Uh, Jamari Sawyer making a Jabo and Aiden Hutchinson look like they are average at best. Uh, Nicobe Dean just running down these two running backs at Michigan and making them do things they ain't done all year, like fumble. I mean, just strip sack, running them down the backfield. And I think I didn't. I think Michigan hadn't seen anything like it all year. And and I'm not trying to disparage Michigan because I actually got. Uh, I came away from that game actually really liking Michigan in a way just because it's been so long and they beat Ohio State this year, but Georgia just looked like they're in a totally different league. And if anything, Michigan saw what the next step would have to be for them to be, you know, much more competitive in that game. Uh, speaking of players that are just on a different level. Brock Bowers as a true freshman could play in the NFL today. That guy's ridiculous. I mean, he's 19 years old and <clears throat> blocking people, catching passes. I mean, he's like he's been there for you. He broke the receiving record tied in their touchdown record as a tight end. He <laughs> in his first year um still got another game to play. So he's probably going to put that well out of reach. Uh, like I said earlier, Nicobe Dean had some of his Roquan Smith moments. It's probably going to get him paid at the next level, chasing down guys out of the backfield, reading plays, strip fumbles. He played a heck of a game, and I think he proved that he's the best player on the defense. Um, this national championship game is going to be insane. I, I think I think Georgia's going to come with a lot more confidence, and they're probably going to do more of what they did all year instead of whatever they did at the SEC championship game. So I still don't know if Georgia wins it or not. I do think it's going to be a much closer game. Uh, 
I, I love it. I, I want it to be close. You know, I, I hope we don't lose on another overtime. Uh, that would be hard. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'm proud of these guys, and I'm glad they're here. And I, I'm just gonna try to make the best of it and not be just a sad sack after if they lose. Uh, I'm hoping they win, but I'll take whatever happens. Uh, Stetson Bennett is going to be either the Rudy for Georgia or he's going to be the scapegoat if we lose. He's a walk-on. He is starting over a five-star who transferred in from USC. He played terrible against Bama. He played amazing against Michigan. I don't know which guy we're going to get. I just hope that... (laughs) I just hope he has a great game and that if Georgia loses, it's not on his shoulders. Um, I don't think it's really fair to him. The defense didn't help him at all in the SEC championship game. So the Georgia defense is going to have to be the one to step up, and they've got to break, make Bryce Young uncomfortable. If he has any amount of time for any stretch of plays, he's going to score. The dude is just, if you give him too much time, it just becomes easy for him. He's real real good. So Georgia's going to have to get to him. They're going to take him down or at least hurry the throws. Um, I mean, and, and that's pretty much all I got. Uh, it, it's been an awesome season. I am, I've, I've made my piece. I'm prepared with whatever happens. I hope, hope Georgia finally brings one home. It's been 41 years. It's been a long time. So it's the second time in four years we've been in this position. So let's bring it home. Go dogs. And Corey, if you got anything for me, just lay it on me. Nah, I think as long as y'all just don't do what y'all did in the first game, y'all be fine. I agree. I really so, hope yeah, we don't actually do that. Play defense. Yeah, I mean, it's not putting around out there. Whatever we did at the Michigan game, if we just do that, let's just do more of that. Do what you literally have done for the other twelve games or thirteen games. I, I think one of the biggest problems that I saw in the SEC championship, I think our defense is terrified of Jamison Williams because he's so fast. <laughs> I mean, really. He's the, fast. They, they were giving him such a cushion. And now, because of injury, you've got this uh, Jacoby Brooks coming in, and he is fast too. So George is going to have to play. They're going to have to play dime a lot. Yeah, and, and Brian Robinson is getting—he's getting—he's getting revved up, which I never thought, never thought that that dude would own the bold Russian record title with the amount and type of running backs that have come through Alabama. It's just—I mean, he can just carry it forty times a game. Yeah, he is built like a shit brick house, man. He is—he's a beast. Yeah, we own at six. You held him to six. Yeah, I mean, you did. You shut him down, but he is tough, though. Get good. (laughs) Uh, On that note, let's talk about LSU's game last night. Uh, Not not a fun one to watch. Uh, We looked like a team that was missing the majority of its actual team. Um, We had 39 scholarship players, and some of those were six, so that's not even like the actual number. Uh, No quarterbacks. Um at the end of the day, probably those guys were going out there. The seniors wanted to play the game. They didn't care if they didn't have any players. Um, they could have pulled a Texas A&M and just said, no, we don't want to play. And that would have been the end of it. But, hey, hats off to them for going out there and, you know, giving it everything they got. Um, 
Kansas State better hope that they do not find themselves on the LSU schedule at any point in the near future. Um, it was the Super Bowl to them. They act like they beat the 2019 LSU Tigers. It was just, I mean, cheap shots and all sorts of stuff. This bad. Um, this just kind of shows how bad really things got under Ed. I mean, less than 40 players available for a bowl game. That's like, how does that happen? Um, staff still being filled out. We just hired the defensive line coach. Um, I like the direction we're heading. Seems like a lot of good coaches. Um, at the wide receiver coach position left to fill. I mean, until we see the product on the field, not, not, not a whole lot else to say. Uh, both uh, Keishon Butte and John Emery have indicated they are locked in for next year, which is huge. Both should be major contributors. That's your starting running back, your number one wide receiver. Uh, we just need to finish up strong on late signing day. Just beat the shit out of the transport portal. Rebuild the roster, and let's get ready to roll for next year. Do you think if y'all have a... I mean, you've got Brennan coming back, right? Right. Butte could have an amazing year at wide receiver next year. Dude, Max Johnson was horrible without Keyshawn Butte. Yeah. Keyshawn Butte was our entire <laughs> offense like the first six weeks of the season. Well, dude, I mean, wasn't it like, wasn't it like week eight or somebody, yeah, somebody week 10, in like the week league? ten? He still led the SEC in touchdown reception, <laughs> and he had been hurt for like. Four or five weeks. Yeah. He had nine touchdowns and everybody else had like four. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, he, I, think about what he did at the end of his freshman year. I mean, those last two games, he went off. Well, I I was just, you know, I watched some of y'all's games and I knew like it was just a rough deal with the way things were going with Ed. But I'll tell you this, Butte, that kid is good. Yeah. That kid is good. Yeah. He looks like, he honestly reminds me a lot of Jamar Chase. Yeah, he is very smooth. Um, smooth and physical, like yeah. deceptively strong. Yeah, he he does he doesn't have a big frame, but he will knock your ass out if you're not paying attention. He uh, he did that a few games in a row. I think that's what got him hurt too. But I I don't know. He he just plays. Uh, he, he plays like, he really like towards physical. Achilles, so. What's what I'm saying? He just plays much more physical than his frame kind of allows. I guess I don't know. He he's built like George Pickens, but he plays like like Anquan Bolden sometimes. <laughs> Just kind of a beast. Yeah, I mean he's yeah he's just kind of a bully out there, which is weird at the wide receiver position. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, just because you know we're friends, like I have followed LSU a lot closer than I ever have before, and that dude's good. That dude's real good. Yeah, I just think. I mean, we got some we got some pieces. Yeah, you just need them to to be there to game. I we just need a lot of other pieces. Man, I saw like when they panned across the sidelines of Kansas State, and then they panned across the LSU sideline. I was like, this is not going to go well. I was like, you saw that picture I sent last night of the yeah. sidelines like during the game. Were it you there? Legitimately looks like LSU like just forgot half their team. Yeah, it was bad. You did you go? Nah, no, no, no. Oh, okay. okay. I didn't know if you it win or not but yeah that that was rough to see man I, I i was just trying to imagine like if i was in that position just how upset i'd be i mean it sucks don't get me wrong but i mean i'm proud of the dudes that played it was fun watching john Trey kirkland throw three touchdowns that that was great yeah, hey kansas state you got three touchdowns thrown on you by our like fifth string wide receiver <laughs> yeah 
I mean, it's good for that kid, man. He had, I mean, I know it sucks, but it looks like the guys. Oh, got dude, would you see? Did fun. you see his interview after the game? Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. Oh, dude, he's like, we we don't back down from nobody. We're fighting Tigers. We all we need is eleven. We'll go out there. Hey, right, good for him, man. That's the that is one of those dudes, man. He got recruited as a cornerback and then played wide receiver. He played cornerback in the 2019 game against UCF because we didn't have anybody. And now he plays quarterback his last game ever at LSU. Dontre Kirkland's a made man. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a mini tech or a mini LSU legend. Oh, for sure. That's dude, like one um, of them dudes like most like casual fans won't know about, but like diehard LSU fans, you give that guy a hug when you see him. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I saw it. I can't remember his name, but one of y'all's linemen. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, man. That was kind of tough to see. Played more. He started more games in LSU history than anyone else who's ever played at LSU. Yeah, that's a tough way to go out. But I am glad that he at least got to be a part of that 2019 team. Oh, for sure. But for sure. that's a hard way to go out. And... And the sad thing is for him, he's probably not going to get drafted. No. And that's what I was saying. Like, he, you could see the emotion afterward. I hated it for that kid because I was like, he's probably not going to make it. And he'll probably get, like, undrafted. He'll probably get, like, a deal, but he's not going to be drafted. Yeah. I mean, you never know, but it doesn't seem very likely. I don't know. He may be better at guard in the NFL. He's not a great. I mean, he just he struggles with speed rushers. It's always yeah. been his issue. Yeah, and you're right. He may be a better guard. He may end up being awesome at it. Well, I don't know um, about that. He's like 28. <laughs> He's been you in know, LG forever. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, you never know. But it's not likely. And, you know, glad glad he got to play so many games, but you hate to see it end like that. Yeah, at least we didn't quit like Texas A&M. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's the thing, man. Like, Texas A&M is like this weird enigma to me. They just seem like... They didn't go through a coaching change. They had players, but they are just like, nah, we don't want to play. And I know you got a special kind of beef with them because they just want y'all to have this rivalry that is kind of non-existent, I I just guess. don't respect them. Well, I, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm on the East. I don't respect them. I just they haven't won like, anything. Well, they also... In, like, any sport. Yeah, they just, there's something not real. They live in fancy land. They think all their big, like what little Big 12 success they've had transfers over to the SEC. And like, oh, well, we've, be, we've beaten Bama a couple times. Okay, well, what else have you done? Yeah. Well, and I guess that's the thing, too, is I, I don't know how to exactly articulate this. They, it's a storied school, and they have had success. But not since they've come to the SEC. They beat Bama a few times. But it just seems like what they have now, like as far as this recruiting class, I guess the best way that I feel is like I don't feel like they've earned that at all. I feel like they just straight up bought and paid no, they, for it. They did, Jared, they I know. Straight up bought it. I know they did. And but you could say Georgia and Alabama bought theirs as well, but I feel like Georgia and Alabama earned it. Well, this is what we were talking about when we this is what I meant when we were talking about you know, early signing day is you know it makes sense for Georgia and Alabama to have if, – if you came up to me next year and said uh, either Georgia or Alabama had signed the greatest recruiting class of all time, like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I get it. And then you come to me this year and say, Texas A&M signed the greatest recruiting class. I'd be like, what? Like, how? how? Cash money, that's how. Yeah. They like that, And I guess that's the point I'm getting at. I don't have any, like, hate for Texas A&M. 
Um, I really don't have any feeling towards them whatsoever. Like, I've, I've liked several players that's come from their school. Um, I, I like Isaiah Spiller. Uh, I think he's going to be a good running back in the NFL. I just don't understand that program, though. With uh, Under Jimbo Fisher, it feels like that exact same air of not real that was at FSU. Well, you know what it is. There. It's their cult, and Jimbo <laughs> Fisher looks like a cult leader. He kind of does. <laughs> he if Jimbo does. Fisher was just standing on the side of the road somewhere in, in Waco, Texas, and you said, that guy that guy leads a cult, you'd be like, yeah, I see it. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, I think he's uh, – He's up there at Carmel. No doubt, dude. <laughs> Leading the Branch Davidians. I mean, old Jimbo Koresh. The A. Jimbo Koresh. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And maybe this is as good a time as ever to slip this in here before we get out. The Sumlin Jimbo comparison. Yeah, dude. We're gonna. That's gonna. We're gonna save that. I mean. Well, we the thing is like it's a long conversation and we're already at forty five minutes. We still haven't done like, actually talked about any of the games. <laughs> okay, well, let me just say this much then: up until this point, you could argue that someone is a much better coach for a lot cheaper. Someone has had almost the exact same amount of success as Jimbo has had so far. Yeah, uh, at, at at a tenth the price. <laughs> yeah, a third, like a legitimately a third. Yeah. I mean, he he's cost nothing in comparison, and at least he at least he got a Heisman. Yeah, he did. He did get a Heisman. Um, but yeah, okay, we'll save it. But yeah, I just wanted to say that much. I just can't figure out the love for Jimbo. He won a, a national title at FSU. He hasn't done anything at A and M. If you go back and look at that FSU team, all twenty-two players that started for them on offense and defense all played in the NFL. Yeah, and how many of them are still in the NFL? Uh, James, Not, uh, James, and there's a couple. Dalvin Cook. I don't even think he was he on that team. Uh, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was after. Oh, he was after because he was the only thing good about FSU. Yeah. After Jimbo left. That's true. Yeah. Uh, hey. All right, so let's move on to bowl game reviews. Full disclosure: I did not watch a lot of the bowl games. Um, I was sick as a dog. Um. Yeah, also, it was just the holidays, a lot of traveling, so I'm going to be hit or miss on some of these, but I see the ones you've got listed. I've watched. I watched them. These are the ones I'll kind of watch. I I actually watched, uh, like, the Baylor Ole Miss game, uh, Purdue, Tennessee. Let's talk about Baylor Ole Miss. Uh, Stone Cold Dave Veranda wins the Sugar Bowl. Dude, nothing's greater than that picture of him getting Gatorade dumped on him as he walks across the field. Absolutely no emotion. Dude, Stone Cold Dave Miranda, man. Dude, he is a savage. He's everything that Baylor needs to be successful. If they ever get an offense, I mean, he's like, he's a better version. He's like in less miles that actually like knows the defensive side, not just knows how to hire a good coordinator. Yeah. Baylor could, Baylor could be a lot better off than people think in the near future. I think, I mean, I think he's a perfect fit there, too. And, and here's the other thing. Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big 12. Baylor is priming themselves to be. There's going to be a power vacuum in the Big 12 very soon. And somebody's going to fill it, and Baylor is priming themselves to fill it. Could be Cincinnati, could be Houston. Dana Holgerson, the new president of the Big 12. (laughs) 
uh, Utah versus Ohio State. This was a wild game. Yeah, this was an absolute shootout, and I hate it for Utah because their quarterback got hurt, and I think that's the reason they lost. Um, yeah, pretty bad. I don't know that they would have still won it, but, I mean, there was 100 points scored in this game, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was like 53. Oh, it was 48-45. 48-45? Yep. Okay, so it was 93 points, but so many points scored. Uh, just constant back and forth, no defense. I mean, I think this absolutely proved why OSU didn't belong in the playoffs, though. They cannot tackle anyone. Yeah, their defense is not good. I mean, not that Utah's is any better, but Ohio State's you don't exceptionally expect Utah bad. To have good defense. Right, right. You expected Utah to put out on the field exactly what Utah showed up with. Right. And you expect OSU to have, you know, the son of Bam Bam Bigelow out there, and no, no, they didn't. They, they didn't have anyone. <laughs> Uh, nope. No Bosa brothers, nothing. This can't tackle a soul. Nope. Uh, Kentucky edges out Iowa. I didn't watch any of this one. I didn't watch this game, but I could see this being like a game between two basically identical teams. It was probably a really ugly game. Yeah. Uh, I'd argue that Kentucky's quarterback is probably a lot better than Iowa's quarterback. Did you see where Petra City's coming back? Why? To the chagrin of Iowa fans everywhere. To the, just the biggest uh, you've ever heard in your life. Yeah, like, all right, I guess. Yeah, he's coming back. I don't I don't think that's a great... I think Iowa will end up being basically the exact same team they were this year. Uh, yeah. They'll probably be worse. They potentially could be. Um... Notre Dame gives us the best collapse of the bowl season as they just blow a lead to Oklahoma State. <laughs> and Mike Gundy, his his post game speech was classic. <laughs> we're building a we're building a logo over here too, guys. Like, all right, whatever you say, man. <laughs> uh, did Notre Dame overreact to making Marcus Freeman their head coach? Uh, I I don't think you can say that after one game. It's certainly not a good look to blow a lead like that. But I do think... I guess the better question would be, did they make a mistake making Tommy Reese offensive coordinator? Because they threw the ball like 58 times. Yeah, that might be be the bigger issue. We're going to find out. We're going to find out real real soon in the beginning of next year. Yeah, Arkansas beats Penn State. This is another game that I didn't really watch. Now, okay... So I watched this, and I got a uh, what's what's his name? Uh, Acho, uh, former Texas linebacker. Oh, uh, is it Sam? Sam Samuel Acho, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, it's either Samuel or Emmanuel. Emmanuel Acho, that's what it is. He said going into halftime, Arkansas is down seven to ten, and they're just like. Can Arkansas hold off Penn State? And he was just like, I don't think so. I don't think Arkansas's got anything left in the tank. And that couldn't have been a worse hot take <laughs> of any of the announcers of all the bowl games. Pitboss came, came and got him. Pitboss got him, man. Talk about, I mean, is there any other coach in the country that had a better second year than Sam Pittman? Uh, David Rita. Yeah, that's true. You got me right off the bat. Way to go. 
<laughs> Stone Cold Dave Aranda. Yeah, Dave Aranda and Sam Pittman had a heck of a year. And especially considering how bad Baylor was last year compared to Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas was bad last year, but they weren't horrible. But Baylor even was go, horrible last year. Go back to the year before both of them showed up, how bad. I mean, they were atrocious. No, before. Baylor was competing for a Big 12 championship. That's right. They had uh, Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Okay, so Arkansas was atrocious. Arkansas, Arkansas had SEC game in two years. Arkansas lost to North Texas on a fake. <laughs> Greatest fake punt or fake punt return ever. <laughs> yeah. Arkansas was hot trash. And I, I'll be honest with you. Good. I am not looking forward to playing Arkansas in the coming years. Uh, I know that's not like a typical I don't game. know, man. They're not going to recruit at – They'll, they'll beat you. Every, well, you don't. You don't play. Them that's every the year. thing. That's the no, no, no. It's because they're in the West. Um, we'll, we'll play them every couple of years, though. But I just have no interest in playing. I mean, Arkansas just got much better very just, quickly. Dude, just a bunch of hogs, man. Eh? Just a bunch of hogs. Just pig suit. That's, that's literally all you can say about them. They're just hogs. They just hogs. I mean, even the quarterback. They're, the they're just down in the slot. Just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> No doubt. Just hogs. <laughs> uh, this North Carolina to... versus South Carolina was a fantastic game. Yeah, this had to be the surprise bowl game of the year for me. I did not imagine this game not only being good, but I would have never in a million years picked USC to win. Dude, Shane Beamer, man. He's doing things. I I do not look forward to playing them. If you if you told me his name is Shane Spurrier and that was Steve Spurrier's son, I'd buy it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. They've got Spencer Rattler now, and uh, oh, I, I worry, completely I, forgot about Spencer Rattler. I worry about playing South Carolina next year. They they well, Shane I don't know PTSD. Dude, I don't know what it is, but you South Carolina just it's it's like that one team that's just Georgia snake bitten over. You don't know if we're gonna beat the crap out of them or just drop a rando. Just like I mean, we were national championship contenders and lost to them at home against a third string quarterback just two years Dude, ago. South Carolina might be the Arkansas beast. Uh, yeah, that's an easy comparison for sure. They're not Shane, Shane Beamer has done a lot with a little. They, I mean, I did not expect. If you had told me at the beginning of the year they were going to make a bowl game against seven and six, I wouldn't have believed you. Oh, I absolutely. Like, I thought like four or five wins was their max. I mean, let's not forget they started the first three games of the year with a grad assistant coach because they had no quarterback. They were all injured. He won the bowl game, Jared. Dude, oh my God, really? They started him? Yes. Nolan? Was it Nolan that started? Let me see. I think so. <laughs> Oh my god! Tell no, he, Joiner was. Oh no, no, Nolan played, but Joiner was like their Wildcat quarterback, and he went nine for nine for 160 yards and a touchdown. Jesus, uh, that's. I mean, that's impressive. That's impressive. Yeah, but he he went three of six for 82 yards and a touchdown. Well, hey, good for Shane Beamer, man. That the, I, I, you know, dude, I said it a couple weeks ago, man. I am all for. Uh, Good South Carolina. I, I, I even think good South Carolina. Just give me like a crazy South Carolina. I mean, I want Georgia to be dominant. I always want them to win. But I just feel like college football is better when the East is better. And the East has not been better. The East is having good in a long time. Long time. 
long, long, long time. The West has been carrying the load for quite a number of years. I mean, over a decade, I would say. Pretty much since Spurrier, I mean, uh, Saban got to Bama, the East has been not good. Yeah. I mean, you had the early part of the 2000s, and Florida won those two national titles, and that was it. When did but Urban leave Florida? 08. Like right so after that was like won. right after saving out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of people. The wall and got the a lot of people of said the reason, like when uh, Cam Newton got suspended and Saban went to Alabama, he was just like, "Nope." He left in 2010. He left in 2010, and that yeah. was uh, so he had a Saban. couple years of Saban. He saw it coming, though. Well, yeah, that's right. Saban was there in LA. <sighs> but yeah. A lot of people say that Saban ran Meyer out. Couldn't have happened to a better guy either. Stuff. Uh, Purdue versus Tennessee. Uh, another just exciting game. Did you watch this? I watched bits and pieces of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Okay, so my wife is a diehard Tennessee fan. Her, most of her family lives in Tennessee. Um, therefore, when Tennessee is playing, uh, I, you know, I'm rooting for them. Tennessee got robbed man they got the game <laughs> stolen from them straight up running back into the game reaches across the goal line touchdown one of the refs had already blown the play dead and they blew him dead at the one yard line as he was reaching before he broke the plane and it's a non-reviewable play and tennessee lost because of that yeah i heard i do remember hearing about that now i still haven't watched it that's tough Tennessee got screwed. Yeah. Um, Tennessee, I think, is another team that's on their way back, though. They got better as the year went. I don't know, man. I could see this being a one-year flash in the fan thing. I mean, I could, too, but they, they've got a decent recruiting class. They just need a quarterback, and I don't know that Milton is going to be the answer. Um, Heifel, Heifel put, a, put together a good offense, though. Yeah. Uh... I don't know, man. I still I wasn't holding sold on high pole at the beginning of the year, and I mean, yes, they've looked better, but I don't I don't know. Well, I guess you would have just had to watch Tennessee the past several years. They were so much better than. Oh no, no, I know they were terrible on Jeremy Pruitt, but they I don't know if they're so I don't know if high pole's guys going to get them back to consistently eight and four and nine and three. Well, all I know is that Heupel's name came up uh, several times for the Oklahoma job, and Tennessee fans were collectively crapping their pants. Well, from what I understand, they had a bad breakup and he was a coach there before, so they may not be he may not be interested. Oh, you're talking about at Oklahoma? Yeah. He was a, well he played there oh. and he was a coordinator there. And I think he kinda got ran out of town when he was a coordinator there. Yeah, he did. So I could see not wanting to go back in that situation. Um oh. Oklahoma versus Oregon. I don't know one that's uh, Oklahoma did, okay. and I don't know. I, Oregon, to me, just seems – I don't know. I just never was sold on Oregon being so good. And they were as high as, what, two or three this year? Yeah, I think they, so. Yeah, I think it's two at one point. There was, there was quite a lot of turnover at the two and three position now that I think about it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Especially late. Yeah. Now, this game, uh, UCF versus Florida, 
Oh, I just put this in here so we can both crap on Florida. Oh, yeah. Nothing made me happier than to see Florida lose to UCF. It's been ducking little brother for 15 years, and he finally gets you and he beats you. Yeah. Y'all suck. And here's the thing. Florida didn't have any excuses either. I mean, they were going through a custom change, but they had a full team. They had a quarterback, at least. I was going to say, they had a full uh, team. They had a guy who was on the depth on the roster as quarterback. Oh, that's right. Richardson was out. Lost so, in Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, yeah. We kind of talked about, well, you talked about Georgia versus Michigan. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll just, I'll just bullied them. It was pretty, just a good old beat down. Yeah, I was, uh, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I mean. I know, because that was the thing, like, coming into the game, it's like, they're so evenly matched. They're both big physical teams, and then. Y'all just show that y'all are a whole different level of physical. Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing that's so crazy. It's like that was the best offensive line in the country versus the best defensive line in the country, and it wasn't even close. Georgia's yeah. defensive line, and frankly, Georgia's offensive line, manhandled them on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Ojabo and Hutchinson. I mean, George both... Pickens is out there punking dudes. Dude, <laughs> Pickens punked their best player. I saw that. He looked over the sideline, told him to shush, and then immediately just punked that kill, <laughs> and then told him to shush, and then went and lined back up. And I was like, good for George. You know? <laughs> He's been through a lot. I mean, look at him grow, though. He didn't get into a fight. He just he just went. Yeah, and... dude, he just committed two taunting penalties. <laughs> and no one saw it. <laughs> it's only a flag if they throw it. Uh, Bam versus Cincy. Dude, to be completely honest with you, like I'm not impressed after I'm not impressed by Bam after this game. Well, I mean, doesn't that just fit the mo of Bam all year? Like, I mean, I guess like, so, man. They don't look great, but they just find a way to win. Unless you're Zach Calzada. Yeah. Well, the thing with this game, though, it just felt like Bama realized that since he couldn't stop the no, run, dude, they just but, like they realized that they had more talent, and Saban just reverted to his old ways and just ran it down the throat. Yeah, I think Saban got pretty giddy. He was just like, oh, my God, 2010 all over again. Just run it. Yeah, just, just run, run it. it. Just run it. They just can't run. stop it. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Like, Cincy was, never felt like they were truly out of the game while also being completely out of the game the entire I, time. I mean, they're, I didn't watch most of the game. I watched the end of it, but I was at work for the majority of it. I was listening to it, though, and it just sounded like they were just dropping balls. Well, they were dropping balls, but one of the – things that kept happening and i think this is what's so crazy and why a lot of people are hesitant to name um what, what's their quarterback's name right oh huh oh desmond ritter ritter i always want to call him riddler he's not <laughs> he's not a batman villain Jared. no he's not but ritter he had he's six four and he probably had four or five balls batted down i, I saw that too i didn't know i didn't hear that Two of them were touchdowns. Like his wide receivers were wide open, and the ball got batted down the line of scrimmage. And like you cannot have that happen when you're a six four quarterback. That's something that should happen to Price Young or Stetson Bennett. I mean, those right. guys are barely six foot tall, and I say barely because they're not. They're not six foot tall. <laughs> they're just listed that way. Yeah. I mean, no, Price... I mean, Bama wins another one, so they're in. Yeah. Uh, national title preview. I mean, I'm sticking with Georgia at the end of the day. I do think y'all are the better team. I think y'all get the better talent. Um, now that being said, will it surprise me if Bama wins? No. 
Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I think Georgia's a better team, and I think Georgia can win, but I will not be shocked at all if Bama wins it. Georgia's a sad reality. Yeah, it's just just the way things are, because the one thing Bama does have that no one else has had is they've got a really good quarterback and really good wide receivers, and that's the weakest part of our defense, and they can take advantage of that, and they may just do it again. They have... The fastest humans alive and a guy who can throw a pretty good football. Yep. Yep. He uh, He's also got a little Brett Favre in him, and he loves to just do that random pitch to his running backs. <laughs> I don't know how he senses where people are, but he's done that multiple times this year. He's good at it. Yeah. He's good at the footballs. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Like, season's pretty much over. Just kind of thoughts on the whole year. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I think the way we let it off, it's just been one of the wildest college football seasons ever. I mean, not only with the games, uh, with COVID, but with NIL, coaching carousel, players transferring. I mean, it is the Wild West right now. And I don't know if next year is going to be anything like this year, but I don't. I don't think there's ever going to be another college football season as wild as what we just went through. And I'm glad we started this podcast. We couldn't have picked a better season to do it. And every season after this is going to be fun to cover, but it's never going to be as exciting as this first one. Right. Because this is pretty, pretty high bar to, uh, to try to overcome. (laughs) I mean, just even like if the product in the field is crazy, like, it's been everything this year, from OU and Texas joining the SEC to all the coaching carousel changes, the teams coming out of nowhere to NIL deals. To, it's just it's just been chaos the entire year. If you would have taken every stat we kept up with, um, if you'd have taken everything and just laid it out on an Excel spreadsheet and just handed it to me and be like, "This is what's going to happen." Okay, I would I would hand it all to you and I would say, "This all happened in ten years." Five years or in one year? I mean, I would say 10. I'd say five probably, but yeah, there's no way I'd pick one. I, I, I would have said 10. I, I would have straight up said 10 as far as the Texas and OU. I wouldn't have imagined both of them coming at the same time. All the well, coaches, no, they were never going to move the without each other. They're tied at the hip. If well, one makes the move, the other has to make the move. I'm just, I'm just telling you how I would have saw it. Oh, yeah, no, I like, get it. If you would have handed it to me, that's what I would have thought. I was like, there's no way this all happens in five years, let alone one. All right, and, uh, off the top of your head, what's your game of the year? Uh, you know, I had a few. I think the Red River Shootout was probably one of the best games I watched. Um, okay. N- never forget UMass versus UConn. The game of the millennium. <laughs> um. Tennessee Ole Miss game was really good. Um, I, I I think the Red River shootout might have been, I don't know, the Ohio State-Michigan game might have been the best game of the year. Just the environment and everything at stake, it was so much fun to watch All as right. a non-Big tw- uh, Big Ten fan. I got one for you that's going to kind of come out of left field, but once, once I tell you, it's going to make sense. Ole Miss versus Arkansas. That was a great game. That was a really great game. Um, great game, great ending, great atmosphere. Nah, to me, that to me, that's the game of the year. That's like 
you're not a traditional game of the year. Yeah, for sure. I I would I'd have no arguments for that. That game was incredible. I actually watched most of that game and high scoring and Sam Pittman going for the for the win at the end to me just signaled that Arkansas, especially after that stretch they played, they were beat up and they were tired. Yeah. There was no way they could go into overtime against Old Miss. Uh, also uh uh Penn State versus Illinois. Oh yeah, the nine overtime. Nine game. overtime. I <laughs> Yeah, that was uh that was a pretty wild game. Um I'm trying to think of another one. You know, Ohio State versus Oregon at the beginning of the year was great. The Clemson uh, Georgia Michigan game, Michigan State. Michigan Michigan State was an amazing game. There were so many good ones, but I think I think my game of the year is between the Red River shootout and Michigan and Ohio State. Those two games were awesome this year. Uh just the way they played out. Not not, you know, not holding to what the teams ended up doing, just the game itself. Dude, give me Arkansas versus Ole Miss. That game was a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that game was great. Um, what was your single favorite game for LSU? Uh, Man, I have my pick for y'all, and it was the Florida game. <laughs> I, yeah, I, mean, I think I'm actually going to have to go with Texas a and Texas a and I mean, that was great. That was a great way to finish for a Coach O. Yeah, um, and we wanted like the last play, pretty yeah. much. And just to hear him say "Go Tigers" one more time—it's funny, dude. <laughs> Max Johnson's last pass was to beat his new team. Isn't that wild? That's twenty twenty one for you. I can't understand why he went there. Money? Why did anybody else go there, dude? Never mind. You, you nailed it. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Why did anyone go to Texas A&M? Because they were just handing out bags and bags of money. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess my favorite Georgia game would have to be the Clemson game, the very first game of the year. I just felt like it set the tone. And uh, mine's a Florida game. Yeah, the Florida game was good, but I just Is feel it? like the Clemson game, there was no real – we didn't know what either team was. So at the time, it was just such an epic defensive battle. And yeah, for set, sure. And it felt awesome to win that I just game. like it going from – what was it like zero zero to twenty one to nothing in the Florida game oh, in literally two minutes? That was probably my favorite defensive game to watch, just because of all the crap Florida had been talking pregame. And then, dude, where does Dan Mullen end up? Alabama analyst for Alabama. That's what I think. Where's I don't know though. Oh, uh, either on a beach in Hawaii or Washington. Recruit coordinator for Miami. <laughs> Close enough to Hawaii, that'll work. It's Miami. You beat that. Well, um, what's your, uh, real quick, we've got a few minutes left. What's your outlook for next year, uh, both for college football as a whole and your team? Uh, I mean, as a whole, dude, after this year, I don't know what to expect. I mean, we know Alabama's going to be good. We know Georgia's going to be good. Uh, We know Ohio State will probably be pretty good. But after that, I mean, can you even confidently say that Clemson's going to be really good next year? No. Oklahoma, uh, you're not going to think that. LSU, you're not going to think that. Miami and USC are going to take a couple of years. I mean, most likely. I think that the Titanic shift that we saw this year is just the beginning. And I'm not saying that it'll be as crazy, but I think – 
I think the college football that we grew up with died in 2019. Yeah, dude. Last real COVID. COVID just set in motion, and I'm not saying that because you're on here with LSU. I'm just saying because of COVID, That's things were set in that. motion that it's never I mean, the whole world the changed. Same. I mean, there's no, there's no denying it. I mean, yeah, every, the, everything changed. Everything changed, and college football changed more than I've ever seen it change before, and it's never going to be the same. So, I mean, I guess if you want to say that, that the 2019 – uh, football season was the last like real tradi- traditional year. Not real. <laughs> Only the one last... That, uh, last one that actually counts. Well, you can call it whatever you want. If I win a national title as a Georgia fan this year, like I'm gonna win it. If Georgia wins it, nah, bro. 1980. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I wasn't alive, so I want to be alive for one of these national titles. It's You've been crazy alive to for think what, like three. other fan bases haven't won national titles. Because I'm used to like LSU and Bama who have won national titles. <laughs> hey, I'll take it even further. Like I'm I kinda think it's crazy when I really think about how many fan bases don't even get to go to the playoffs that have never even been in a national title game. I think about like a team like like Kansas State that normally doesn't even know if they're gonna make a bowl game or not. Yeah. Yeah, who who basically played their Super Bowl against 39 scholarship Or kids. Kansas, dude. Kansas didn't make a bowl game, but it beat, it beat Texas. <laughs> Got that tight end paid, baby. His only... He's a fullback. <laughs> but either way, though, his only offensive play got him paid. That's hey, a... Applebee's hooking it up, man. <clears throat> I love how... In the next game, you see him on TV. He's like, two for one deal, baby. Two for one. Dude, hey, dude. Don't, don't stop it. selling, man. Don't <laughs> stop selling. Uh, as far as LSU goes, I don't know, dude. Seven to five, eight and four, nine and three, somewhere in there. I, I think don't think that's... we'll be six and six, but I don't think we're going ten and two. Yeah, I think y'all are going to be vastly better next year than you are this year. But, yeah. I mean, well, it'll it can't be, the be first... any worse than we were against Kansas State. I mean, that's fair. But, I mean, you're going to have some growing pains. That first year usually is that way. Uh, Yeah. I don't I mean, know, I, man. We'll see. I, I'll be excited to see, like, year two, year three of Brian Kelly. I'll be interested oh, to dude, see. I can't wait like, for, like, sophomore, junior year, Walker Howard. That's going to be great. Yeah. You've got, you've got bright times ahead. Hopefully, man. I think you do. It's LSU, man. Oh, can we also take a second to say, Notre Dame and Cincy fans, like, let it go. Like, it's over. Your head coach left and your offensive coordinator left. Like, just let it go. There's no reason to be mad about it anymore. Just let it go. <laughs> like, good lord. Yeah, they're real upset about it. Dude, it's just like, it's like Brian Kelly came into their house and slapped their girlfriend. I mean, maybe. Maybe he did. He, I mean, he may have, but, you know, now he's at LSU having fun. Leave him alone. <laughs> it's not his fault. Y'all got a bunch of stupid rules up in Notre Dame. All right, man. So uh, we'll probably do another episode after the Nash Championship. Uh, maybe we'll finally get to the Sumlin versus Jimbo thing. Um, maybe. <laughs> and then I think after that, we'll probably take a break. I don't know. I don't know, honestly. That's what yeah, uh, I imagine we'll probably take some sort of break. Um, 
I think it's just uh, – I'll give my outlook on what Georgia's going to do after this national title game because I think a lot's going to hinge on that, um, on where players end up going, what happens. Because right now I have no idea. Yeah. But, yeah, I I think we'll do one next week for the post-national championship, and hopefully I can come to you as happy as I was the night Freddie Freeman – caught that last out uh i hope so too because that means i was right and that's all that really matters i love you man but jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> all right uh yeah whatever it we'll, takes. Whatever we'll it see takes. everybody next week um, yeah sounds go good tigers. all right go dogs later later